الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وذكر فان الذكرى تنفع المؤمنين صدق الله العظيم most respected students of deen mothers and sisters we had commenced the discussion about the etiquettes of listening to the talks of deen and what kind of mindset one should have etc the importance of the nasihat itself how important it is that we regularly must have some deeni nasihat we are listening to some deeni advice on an ongoing basis what is the need for this this is the water and the rain for the ground of our hearts and if this pure rain keeps coming then inshallah it will bring out that good crop and good vegetation and fruit and in this way one will progress in deen but in order to derive that maximum benefit there were several things that we already discussed one of the things just to revise it because the most important thing is to start practicing on these things one is to uh, say it to listen to it but that must lead us to practicing on it so we mentioned about if that ground is filled with all kinds of rubble and dirt and filth then the rain can keep coming but nothing is going to grow on that land what is very important is to move that rubble out to remove that rubble to remove all the dirt that was dumped there then inshallah we'll see how that land will spring forth or come alive with all the good things so likewise the dirt that has come into the heart the rubble that shaitan and nafs have dropped there all these things need to be cleared so before a talk of deen before some muzakara before some discussion of deen there should be some istighfar begging allah taala's forgiveness this will already start cleaning that land of the heart out making dua to allah taala ya allah make this beneficial for me make it a means of my islah make it a means of hidayat for me this will start removing that filth the dirt the rubble that was all dumped in that heart and it will start preparing the land of the heart and plowing it in order for the crops to now grow well so these were the things that we discussed previously and in some detail that was presented among the things that we need to also bear in mind we had discussed already the intention and so on part of the intention one is to make amal that ya allah this must become a means of my practicing on it i'm listening to it now but whatever is related to amal there are some things related to the heart entirely in the terms of an aqida a belief so we obviously have to correct that belief if it's something uh, that we are luck having in our hearts which is not 100% correct so we have to correct it if it is pertaining to the heart but the amal of the heart for example 
something about ikhlas was discussed. So now we have to make an effort to inculcate the ikhlas in our hearts. Something about hasad and jealousy was discussed. So we have to make the effort to clean our hearts out of the jealousy. So but the first point in that is that intention that I want to clean my heart out of this. So this ikhlas and sincerity, the hasad, to clean the heart out of it, all this is part of the amal of the heart. So that too has to be done. Then certain things are not necessarily related to any amal. For example, a person is learning the laws of, for example, inheritance. So now it's not immediately applicable to one because perhaps there isn't any issue where you are now required to make out a will because you have nothing to make a will about. Or there's no no inheritance related matter in the family. So fine, you need to know about it. That if something comes up of this nature, what's the right thing to do? But there's nothing to act on immediately. So some things are for the knowledge that when the time comes to act on it, you'll act on it then. But other things are applicable to our daily lives. So the intention of amal must be there that I will start practicing on it. I maybe cannot do everything one time. For example, if there was some discussion about various virtuous acts, and for example, the nawafil were being discussed, that how important it is that a person must have some nafil salah also in their lives. Let alone nafil salah, unfortunately, nowadays, even the sunnat, the sunnat muakkada is also neglected. And many a times the farz becomes qaza, and people don't even think about it. That is a major problem. So, we need to, now, the discussion we were saying is about the nawafil, that must have some nawafil in our lives as well. So, obviously, the person performing the farud, performing the sunnats, but there should be some nafil. So now in the discussion, this is an example now, the discussion of the nawafil, so the virtues of the hajjud were mentioned, and then the virtues of ishraq were mentioned, two rakats of ishraq, mashallah, at this time of the year, people are going for hajj, and people have gone for umrah, and this is ongoing thing, people throughout the year are going for umrah, people are going for hajj now in the season of hajj, and many a person's heart yearns, that I wish I too was going for hajj, Allah Ta'ala take everybody inshallah. But while we may not be necessarily going now, we have the opportunity of taking the reward of a complete, a perfect Hajj and Umrah every day. A perfect Hajj and Umrah every day. How is that possible? The reward of performing two rakats Salah of Ishraq. Ishraq Salah is performed after the sun rises about 10 minutes later, 10-12 minutes later, after sunrise, the person performs two rakats nafil with the niyat of ishraq. Now, how difficult is that? No, no difficulty in it. Two rakats ishraq, it doesn't take any time, and very easily a person performs at salah. In the current season, with the sunrise being quite late, so sunrise is almost already about close to uh, 7 o'clock, it's about 6.50, etc. So by the time the time of Ishaq sets in, it's just around 7, just after 7. So, many of us perhaps at that time are preparing to come to Madrasa. A person has now made the wudu, so they make two rakat salah. Or if somebody is traveling at that time, 
So we will reach, end up reaching Madrasa at a time when perhaps there's about three minutes left now for classes to start, five minutes left for classes to start. So it takes three minutes comfortably, the person can nicely perform a short, with reciting short surahs. Three minutes time, three, three and a half, four minutes, we can perform a two rakats nafil with the niyat of ishraq. We performed it at home before we came, or we came to the madrasa and made it. Now the three minutes it took, four minutes it took to perform the two rakats of salah, and in the two rakats, the reward is of a complete hajj and umrah. Now the enthusiasm and the zeal to perform hajj, mashallah, to perform umrah, excellent, very good zeal. But Allah Ta'ala is giving us that reward, the opportunity of earning that reward daily, with the zeal for that now. So is it really the zeal for the hajj or the zeal for the... I also became a haji and I went also and I also went for umrah and then it's like an outing. So what is the real zeal? If the zeal is truly for the ibadat of hajj, then we won't miss out on the opportunity of this reward as well daily. When that opportunity is there, wholeheartedly we'll take that advantage of that opportunity of physically making the hajj and umrah. But until that time, we won't let the opportunity of taking the reward of that hajj and umrah, we won't let that opportunity pass by without taking that reward. And how simply? With two rakats nafil of ishraq. So now, we were talking about, so this is any case this came in by the way, so we should take that opportunity. Now when we just reach madrasa, somebody is reaching 5 minutes before time, before classes start, somebody reaching 7 minutes time, somebody 10 minutes before time, somebody 3 minutes before time. But in that time, there is time to make these two rakats of ishraq. In our class, we just started our salah in a way that it doesn't obstruct anybody's way to walk past, etc. Or in the space that is available for that. And we make the two rakats. And how easy, but what a great reward. Hajjatin wa umratin tammatin tammatin tammatin. Nabi Salaam says a complete three times. The three times complete Hajj and Umrah reward. So now that zeal must be there to take this reward as well every day. And without any difficulty. So any case, what we were talking about is as an example. Now in that discussion, the virtues of Hajj, uh, virtues of Tahajjud were given. Then the virtues of Ishraq were given. And then the virtues of Salatul Duha, which is performed a little later in the day, midday and sunrise in between the two. So now currently now Ishraq was at, a, we said just after 7. So a little later at around half past 10, 11 o'clock is Salatul Duha. So the person now makes two rakats, four rakats. Nabi Salaam would generally make four rakats Salatul Duha. So now, that virtue was mentioned, and as the virtue of Salatul Duha, the person performs the Salah, it becomes a compensation for the Sadaqah of every joint of the body. Every joint of the body, one should be giving Sadaqah daily for it. Because such a great Ni'mat of Allah Ta'ala, every joint, such a great Ni'mat. One finger, one joint, something happens, a person can't bend that finger, he's in a problem. And he's in pain, and it's so difficult to do so many things. Now, every joint, 360 joints in the body. But this Turakat Salatul Duha, it compensates for all that Sadqa. What a great shukr a person is. So now that virtue he heard. Then the virtue of Salatul Awabin was mentioned. 
So now there's Salatul Tahajjud, then Ishraq, and Duha, and Awabin, and then other Nawafil. So now a person heard all this, mashallah, the talk is taking place, listening to it, getting inspired, very good, alhamdulillah. But then after that what? Then we don't do anything? Then that shouldn't be the case. Fine, maybe somebody says that uh, Tahajjud right now, I'm finding a bit of a difficulty in being able to wake up early, but I can easily make that Ishraq, so I'm not going to miss out on that. Maybe Duha, inshallah, sometime later, I'll try that also to add it. I'll try Awabin, two rakats, at least four rakats. But now we started somewhere. So now when the person is listening to the talk of Deen, there is that niyat already, that out of all the things I'm going to hear, I'm going to start practicing on something at least. Now this whole talk, for example, was given on Nawafil, all the Nawafil Salah and all the virtues. So now we can't do everything immediately, but we start off with something. We start off with the two rakat salatul ishraq at least. Or we start off with something. Now, two rakats of the hajjud was difficult for us in the last part of the night. So at least before we go to bed with the niyat of qiyamul layl, two rakats nafil. So somewhere there should be some start. But this will happen if before that talk, before that discussion, there is this niyat that I'm going to try to bring something into my daily practice from this talk. So, we will scan the discussion, all the things that were mentioned, and what can I pick out of this to now start practicing on immediately. Especially those of us who are now acquiring the ilm of deen. So in the Hadith Sharif, Nabi Islam expresses that how will this ilm become very, very profound? What will bring the barakat in this ilm? And what will open out the doors of knowledge? Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, مَنْ عَمِلَ بِمَا عَلِمَ وَرَّثَهُ اللَّهُ عِلْمَ مَا لَمْ يَعْلَمْ أَوْ كَمَا قَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ That the person who practices on what he has learned, Allah Ta'ala will bless him with knowledge of that which he did not know. In other words, what the ulama, how they explain it is that there's two types of ilm, two categories of ilm. Ilm-e kasbi and ilm-e wahbi. Ilm-e kasbi, kasbi, kasb. Kasb means to earn something. Kasaba, the person who earned something. So, ilm-e kasbi is that ilm, that knowledge which one made an effort to acquire through the kitabs, through the teachers, and learned from people, learned through the books, authentic literature, etc., and tried to increase one's knowledge. Now this is what was acquired in the formal manner of learning. That is called ilm-e-kasbi. But when a person carried on making an effort to make amal and bring these lessons in one's life, to start practicing somewhere, something so much, every day, every week, one thing more, one step fo- forward, when the person continues in this way, وَرَّثَهُ اللَّهُ عِلْمَ مَا لَمْ يَعْلَمْ Allah Ta'ala will bless him with the knowledge of what he did not know. This is that ilm-e-wahbi. In other words, that knowledge gets inspired into the heart of that person which wasn't even acquired through the normal channels. This is the bounty that Allah Ta'ala blesses the person with directly on the heart. Now, is this something apart from the Quran and Sunnah? No, no, it's the same knowledge of the Quran and Sunnah. But the true deep understanding of the Quran and Sunnah opens out and the wisdom pours out. Now we look at our Akabir, our pious predecessors, our Mashaykh. Uh, 
they were mashallah very knowledgeable people but the same kitabs and the same textbooks etc that they studied others studied also but there was something else pouring out of their hearts which didn't seem to be seen everywhere it was not something that was witnessed everywhere but yet there was something whereas they studied the same kitabs and sometimes it would have been the case also that perhaps others studied more kitabs and they might have been even more proficient and more greater experts in the kitabi knowledge, in the text. They might be even greater experts in that. For example, somebody specialized in a certain path. MashaAllah, excellent. So he's got that deeper expertise, greater expertise in that particular field of ifta, of takhassus fil hadith, etc. MashaAllah, these are all excellent things. And the, these are things to be... Uh, encouraged and lauded that mashallah somebody is going in that direction so alhamdulillah then they use that to serve deen and they do a splendid job but then they still sometimes we look into the lives of our mashayikh that they may not have specialized in some of these fields they may not have specialized in fiqh for example they may not have specialized in some other branches of the knowledge of deen but there is some other knowledge that is just springing forth from their hearts, there is that hikmah and wisdom that is just gushing forth from them, which is not even available in the kitabs. That deeper understanding of those ahadith, that deeper understanding of the ayat of the Quran Sharif, that which is now gushing forth from their hearts and being emanated through their discourses and through uh, coming through on their tongues when they are discussing things, where did this come from? This is that ilm-e wahbi that Allah Ta'ala blessed them with. We had seen many a times, our Shaykh Hazrat Mawah Shah Hakim Mawad Akhtar Sahib Rahmatullah Alayhi, he used to be giving a general bayan, not even something addressed to a specific uh, group of, maybe like ulama, etc. He's talking on a general bayan, but there would be such things that would come through they were great, and this was repeatedly witnessed, great ulama of the time, people who are Shaykhul Hadith, people who are teaching for 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, and they are experts in the field, and mashallah in their own right also very great people. But they are sitting in Hazrat's talk there with their notebooks in their hand and pen, and they are taking notes, they are writing points down. And they are becoming so enthralled and so captured by that, captivated by those aspects that Hazrat is mentioning. And Hazrat himself hadn't gone into the various fields to specialize formally. But this was that extra depth in that ilm that Allah Ta'ala blessed him with. That great, great ulama, mashayikh, muftiyan kiram and muhaddithin they are sitting there at his feet and they are taking notes of the things he is talking about. Now this is that ilme wahbi. This is that deep knowledge that Allah Ta'ala blesses the heart of a person. But what's the prescription? Man amila bima alima. Now it doesn't mean others didn't practice. But then to the extent a person got very very close to Allah Ta'ala and practiced accordingly, Allah Ta'ala granted that extent of barakat. So, man amila bima alima warrathahullahu ilma ma'alam ya'alam. This brings about that ilme wahbi. What? The amal. The practice. 
the niyat when listening to a talk of deen is also to practice. That to what extent I'm going to now practice. And to then be alert and try to see what we're going to take from it. Now for example, we are talking about what's going to be coming from a talk. And in that process there are some examples that have been coming in. As an example, merely the aspect of the nawafil came in. But now today's talk is also something to take along in terms of amal. So one is, for example, a person made this azam, made this determined intention that I'm going to now try to make amal out of every talk on some aspect. Sometimes it might not be an amal that we can probably sustain all the time because we are occupied in our uh, studies, etc. But we can do it sometimes. It may not be something that we can manage doing every day, but we can do it some days. So now I'm going to try, I'm going to do something. So now we're making that determined intention that every talk I'm going to try to take one thing which I don't have in my amal and I'm going to try to do it. If I can't do it every day, if it's some nafil aspect, I'll do it some days at least. So today's talk as well, we need to ponder now what we're going to take along. Maybe somebody might take that Ishaq Salah itself. That when I come to Madrasa, before I leave home, or as soon as I reach... I'm going to first make the two rakats. I want the, the, this reward of, this great reward of one complete hajj and umrah. I want it, daily I want it. So I'm going to take it. So maybe that might be something we might take along. Whatever is something, something we need to latch on, something we need to start becoming very conscious about, something we need to start practicing immediately. And when this will be the manner in which we will view things, we will listen to the talks of deen in this, with this mindset, then inshallah, summa inshallah, we will see how things start improving for us. We will see how that connection with Allah wa ta'ala starts developing because this is now opening the doors of this ilm wahbi So this is one of the important things when listening to any talk of deen, the intention of amal. Together with the intention of amal, these are all niyats. And how long does it take? And in fact, we should try and Many times a person says, I forgot to make the niyat. Now, because this has been a general uh, manner in which things are done, that a person never made those intentions, now something new is coming, so to say. So the person keeps forgetting. So, what should be done is, we should create reminders for ourselves, like a little card, small little card, like the size of a... Uh, business card, people have business cards, it's a small card, half the size of that also. We just write a few of these points. For example, niyat. We wrote there, ikhlas. Uh, then, some istighfar. Then I got to make some istighfar, not etiquettes for the talk of deen. In one, one small little card, we're just writing some points there. And then, niyat of amal. So now when these things are there, we got it on one corner of our desk, it's stuck there or it's kept loosely. But when there's a talk of deen, there's some muzakara, there is some discussion, some adab, etc. We put that in front of us and look at it. Have I made the niyad? Did I make some istighfar? Okay, at least three times. Let me say, astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah. Ya Allah, you cleanse my heart out of all the things that are becoming blockages. Ya Allah, you make this a means of this talk, this discussion, this lesson. You make it a means of my complete hidayat. Plus, how long it took for that? 
But we will see what a tremendous difference it makes when a person now is going to listen to that talk with this manner, with this mindset, with this niyat, with this dua. How long? That niyat took two seconds to just refresh. This dua, another five seconds it took maybe. And uh, we, ten seconds, fifteen seconds, that essential aspect has been covered. So this niyat of amal must be there together with the niyat of amal, we should also have the niyat of passing it on to others. We may not be able to remember everything. Even if we remembered a lot, we may not be able to pass on everything. But we can pass on something. Again, taking the same example, the example of the Ishraq Salah that we learned. Now, this is something we have perhaps heard many, many times, not something heard for the first time. It wasn't uh, something new to us. But sometimes, that is why the Quran Sharif says, وَذَكِّرْ فَإِنَّ الذِّكْرَةً فَعُلْمُؤْمِنِينَ Remind, keep reminding. So, reminder is of something that we already had heard, perhaps forgot now. So, we're reminding, reminding ourselves. So, likewise, this niyat of passing on to others, so now we can't remember everything, we don't know what the details were, we can't forget that, but the essential things we remember. We can't remember too many things, we can remember at least one thing. And we got that niyat of passing on to others also, so now we will be alert, okay, what I can pass on to somebody. Okay, this is, sounds like a very simple thing to pass on. For example, this example of Ishraq that we took now. So I'm going to try and make amal on it too. I'm going to mention it to my mother's, my mother at home, my sisters, my grandmother, for example, or my parents, my father, my brothers. I'm going to tell everybody. That, you know what, what a simple thing it is. And that zeal for Hajj and Umrah is in everybody's heart. So why should we deprive ourselves of such a great reward? Inshallah, everybody, how long it takes? Somebody is waking up to go to work. Somebody is waking up for something else. So after Fajr, then it's sunrise. And uh, if somebody had a nap after Fajr too, but then, when they wake up, it's time for Ishraq already, especially in the summer seasons, it's going to be much earlier, so the time is well in already. Two rakats, you're going to make the two rakats and then move. So now I will pass this lesson on to others also. I want to progress, I want to see them progress as well. I want to get closer to Allah Ta'ala, I must wish for others also, that they also get closer to Allah Ta'ala. So, to the extent that I will make this effort to pass on to others... I'll be helping them, and not just helping them, but in that process, I'll be helping myself even more. Because, whatever I will then advise them, I will guide them, I will try to encourage them, and inshallah, summa inshallah, Allah Ta'ala will inspire their hearts, Allah Ta'ala will make their hearts inclined towards also getting into action, and doing the righteous deeds, so now when they will inshallah do the righteous deeds, they will get into action because I became the means of that. Allah Ta'ala give us sincerity and ikhlas in becoming the means. But we become the means, we must become the means. So now we spoke to our parents, we mentioned it to our siblings, we mentioned it to maybe some friends, relatives, whoever. Allah Ta'ala put it in the heart of somebody, they started practicing on it, we end up getting the rewards. So, this is a very simple way, very, very simple way to increase our tremendous rewards in the court of Allah Ta'ala. And on that day, we will be crying for every reward. So, 
this niyat of amal, the niyat of passing on to others, both must be there when listening to the talks of deen. So any talk of deen we are listening, there will be things that we have, we can pass on to others. Things related to daily amal, or something that was spoken, for example, about building one's character, akhlaq, adopting sabr, adopting hilm and tolerance, adopting all the noble qualities of iman. So we will hear about it, but then to make that niyat, I will pass it on to others also. We will get that sawab, they will make amal, we will get the reward. So these are some of the further etiquettes that in order to maximize the benefit of any dini discussion, that maximum benefit will come when we have made these changes in how we go about listening to the talks of deen, we try to make the effort to clear the land of the heart out, to allow the reign of this talks of the Quran and Sunnah, the talks of Allah and His Rasul Wasallam, allow it to enter our hearts by means of the istighfar, by means of the dua, we, we are cleaning our hearts out and we preparing the land, then with the correct niyats, the niyat of increasing our ilm also, the niyat of making amal, the niyat of passing it on to others, all these are the niyats that we have to make, and to the extent that we have made these niyats, to that extent we will see the impact of it on ourselves. Many a times a person sits for a talk of deen, very, very, mashallah, very uh, power-packed talk of deen. Very power-packed. But the person woke up and left from there, just saying that, mashallah, very good talk, and I really enjoyed it. And after that enjoyment, what happened? So there's something missing on our side. There's something missing on our side, that we are not making the niyat of amal. We are not making the niyat of passing it on to others. And this is not just something that is there, it's like a button that got pressed. No, we are going to have to consciously make that niyat. So, something is missing and that is, this niyat of amal is often not there. So, we must make the niyat of amal very strongly. And together with that, the niyat of passing on to others also. So, when these two niyats will inshallah combine into the amal, then we will see how easy it becomes also. And at the same time, this will open out the doors of greater progress. Allah Ta'ala will make it a means of our progressing in deen, also make it a means of others progressing in deen. So Allah Ta'ala give us a tawfiq that we become His true servants in every sense of the word, and that our hearts are cleansed and purified from all the things that have become blockages, all the things that have become blockages from the spiritual benefit coming in. The heart must be open, the heart must be clean and clear. And then to that extent, there will be the benefit. Bismillah grant us the full benefit. Allah make us among His chosen servants and inspire us and bless us with all the, with the tawfiq of doing all the things that we have learnt over time. Allah make it a means of our khair and goodness and the khair and goodness of everybody else as well. وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَا عَنِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك إذ الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله ربنا ولمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تخف لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم افتح لنا بالخير واختم لنا بالخير 